Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Wednesday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. And also at sunburymotors.com, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. So, I don't really get why this is a top story about Tiger Woods. I think, I mean, there could have been a couple different factors of what could have led to the crash, I know. For those that missed it, the top of the hour, you heard it on CBS News, driving near 90 miles an hour on a 45-mile-per-hour road. And, of course, that road is known for speeders and leading to some accidents. There you go. You put two and two together, that what happened. They already had ruled out previously a couple weeks prior to that any impairment or anything like that. And that had seemed to be the case because it was known that Tiger was running late for whatever golf shoot he had with Drew Brees and one other person that morning. But then, a couple days after the crash, police said they weren't going to release the details and cause of the crash. That's fine. That's that's on them. But So was it necessarily shocking this got out? Not really, because I'm sure there were going to be some... Because you saw a couple reports out there, people trying to pry in prior to trying to figure out what happened. So maybe that's why they actually released it but I, I I don't know. I don't think this is real. This was necessary for the police to do that. But I guess if they want to just try to beat the beat somebody to the punch, over forward to the punch, fine. But this is the conclusion of just the same person Tiger has been off the off the course. This is really a non-story for me, and it shouldn't be a story. So there's that. But now we get to people who are actually on the course. This weekend at the Masters, Jerry Dulac, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, of course, with Steelers Radio Network 2, is going to join us at 4.35 today to get you ready for the Masters, round one tomorrow. And some nuggets on the Steelers, I'm sure, we'll throw in there as well. That's coming up at 4.35 today. You know, we've been talking about some of the things that 
the incompetent NCAA has done in all years past. Of course, the thing with Arizona, women's basketball came through and they finally put out the tweet shouting out to them, you know, good, great season to Arizona, and they tagged them and they had the picture of them playing when they got left out of the video. Well, now you go to the men's side of things, and guess who finally got fired? That's right, Sean Miller. Once again, I say the NCAA, even though I know they have no say in this, but, oh, good for you, NCAA. Oh, good for you, Arizona. For making a move that was long, long, long overdue. So there's that today. He only had a year left on his contract and was leaving the program. Associate head coach Jack Murphy is going to serve as the interim for right now. And, of course, Arizona had been part of that 2017 federal investigation into corruption in college basketball. A former assistant already had pleaded guilty to a felony count of conspiracy to commit bribery, etc., etc. Hopefully this trying to fix things that should have been long fixed continues for the NCAA, but we'll see about that. But yeah, Arizona says to Sean Smith, or Sean Miller, gone. As Dick Girardi would say. Baseball today, <laughs> for those that follow at 93.7 The Fan, Jim Colony, he put a tweet out that says, if baseball wants to speed things up, they should implement the 10-run rule. Hashtag pirates. <laughs> That's so true. You know, and I wouldn't be... I actually wouldn't mind that in most cases. And the Pirates right now, Steve, losing 11-4 to to uh, Cincinnati, top of the ninth. Everybody cares. Phillies getting underway at 405. You got to give the Pirates credit. See, they're, they're putting up a fight. <laughs> they did win on opening day. They will always have that this year. The Pirates are putting up a fight. <laughs> Holy mackerel. I feel bad for our man Greg Brown. I really do. Um, yeah, I do. Well, no, I've, I personally like Greg a lot. Oh, he's so. fantastic. He's going to make it worth watching. Oh yeah, yeah, he does. He really does do a great job. Um, yeah. That's why I was happy for him when they were winning. Because I mean, he'd done all those years where, hey, look. They're giving it a shot. They're trying. They're trying. They're giving it a shot. And you're like, oh, brother. It's not easy to broadcast that. I mean, believe me, when you've done this as long as I have, have there been seasons where you're like, oh, boy. And it's it's not a question of you're not you're not making things up. I mean, people think you make things up. But you find certain positives along the way that maybe statistically people don't know, we didn't realize. You slip it in there, trying to create some hope with the fan base when you know it's it's a tough year. Yeah, you do that. Um, 
And Greg's had to do that a lot in his career. He's had to do that a lot in his career. It was like Bison was with the, uh, what, Philly A's. Then he went to the Phillies and never once did a postseason game. <laughs> Poor guy. Then Harry Callis, he and Richie Ashburn did a great thing. When the Phillies finally had a chance to clinch, what was it 76 that got in the playoffs the first time? Does that sound right? Uh, they brought Bison in to work the game with him the night they clinched. I thought that was a, one of the classiest things I've heard. That is cool. I never knew that. Yeah. No, no, it was, boy, cl- classy beyond words. But that's, you know, that's the way Harry and Whitey were. Uh, Aki Collins has been added to Micah Shrewsbury's coaching staff. He has extensive experience along the way. He had been, the, his most recent job was the director of basketball operations at uh, New Mexico, so at least Albuquerque for here. But, you know, he spent five years with the Oklahoma City Thunders, their amateur evaluation scout. He also has been at Memphis, Marquette, uh, Fairfield, Marshall, Howard, Colorado. Uh, So Aki Collins will join Adam Fisher on Micah Shrewsbury's staff. There is still one more assistant coaching position to be filled. Trent Buttrick is going to transfer officially to UMass. I would hope that Trent can Trent Buttrick bulked up to play the four or five spots at Penn State. I would hope that Trent would maybe lose 10. Now that he's out of shape, he's far from that. But have the ability to play a three spot. I think that would be great for him to play what is actually more of his natural spot. But that's. He's made his decision. Uh, he is uh, going to transfer to UMass. Then here's the other one. Guess who's transferring from Iowa State? Regier Bolton. Ooh. Me knew. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me knew. No. Yeah, never mind. What did I tell you two years ago when he left? Yeah. That he would transfer. Right, yes. That's right? true. Okay. I take that back. And it has nothing to do, I don't think it has a lot to do with him. I think it has a lot to do with people around him. Um, I think it has something to do with people around him. Uh, Because when he lands at his next school, remember, he had been at five places in six years before coming to Penn State. This will be his third college program. That means in ten years it's eight different places. Yikes. That's atrocious. And And I like him. Personally, like this is not this is this is not how. Oh, hey, we'll take some shots at him. No, he's really smart. I mean, he already has his degree. He won the academic award here. And when you talk to him, you can't help but like him. Oh. So I hope I hope he lands in a spot and he's happy. I really, seriously, that I that I'm hoping he's happy because I mean again I like him. And Myron Jones was still you know and and Miles Dredd they all came in together they all you know. Ah. All right. Go.
Got a lot going on today. Jerry Dulac today on the Masters. Uh, the Phillies will update you, by the way, on what's going on with the Phillies as that uh, goes through. But uh, And then David sent a very thoughtful email that I wanted to get into on college athlete compensation. Hi, Steve. Warning, this is a long email. But the first three-quarters of it are about the suit, and there's a lot of legal jargon here. Then he gets into some sports questions. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. (laughs) Wait. So, I mean, Bucknell's going to play Fordham this week? Correct. And the suit's just running around the station the entire time telling everybody he's got a shot eventually at a ring. It's like it has nothing to do with him. All right, we'll come back. I mean, I, 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 oh. he, he lives vicariously through other people. Life is not a video game. We'll come back with more in a moment. On News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Dave and Jameson sent this email. Now, once we got through the parts about uh, restraining orders with the suit, and that that, that part was very long. Uh, boy, does he cite a lot of examples. Uh, he said, here's Dave's uh, email. Hi, Steve. Warning, this is a long email. I heard your radio show comments on the NCAA response to the Supreme Court hearings and testimony. It's amazing and disappointing that no one is talking about where the money actually goes. Are some coaches' salaries too high? Probably. Are some college facilities too opulent? Yep. But this really isn't the issue, is it? The discussion and all the examples are only based on the Division One star athletes. Bingo. You want to talk about hitting it right in the head, and I've talked about this many times, but Dave obviously is, you know, articulates it well. I remember this goes back when Johnny Manziel was Texas A&M. How much money they get off Johnny Manziel? It's always about the star on the campus. One person. Okay. No offensive lineman, no star. I have a daughter that plays D3 college soccer, and my son will be playing D3 football this fall. Hey, Dave, that's awesome. I help buy their gear. There's no training table. 
Parents and others donate to the programs. If allowed in the future, maybe the local pizza place will pay them to use their name, image, or likeness if they score some goals or touchdowns, or maybe they will have enough YouTube followers to make some money. Fine. But is that why they're going there? No. The NCAA has a chance, Dave writes, to explain and educate people, and they are blowing it. If the NCAA is afraid to expose Emmert's salary or his perks or his lack of leadership or the whole NCAA financial situation, for that matter, believe me, his salary's high, the perks are incredible. Guy has his own entrance, by the way, to the Final Four. Really? Why don't you just go through the front gate like everybody else? Or the media gate? Uh, sorry, but um, see, I'm not that kind of person. I mean, I'm like, I could, I don't get this part. The NCAA has a chance to explain and educate people, and they're blowing it. It seems that these are not private numbers in any case, since many schools that are NCAA members are public institutions. Why can't the NCAA get in front of this? Can you guess that I'm not an Emmert fan? <laughs> okay, that's not exactly an exclusive club. Some of the questions that seem to never get asked. What is the net profit loss for an athletic program? Well, I can tell you for Penn State, the net profit loss here is about 4 to $5 million in a year. But that's a rainy day fund. And this past year, I think we saw monsoons. So everybody's rainy day fund got wiped out. What are the main sources of revenue and cost? The main sources of revenue happen to be TV, radio money, NCAA tournament money, Big Ten championship game money, college football playoff money, which is the bowl system, uh, college basketball tournament money, and, of course, tickets sold, donations, parking, things like that. Those are the main. Now, the main costs? Well, the main costs are, believe it or not, tuition are the main costs. How does Title IX play into compensation and an athletic department's choice to support certain sports? Oh, boy, that's a really good question. I'm going to get into all these questions coming up in the next half hour. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors keywords 11 and 15, Hubble's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Great new inventory. Wide selection of pre-owned inventory, the best. Great day to go out to the lot, too. Check it out. Sales staff's going to work with you. You have so many repeat customers. that That's a statement unto itself. That tells you everything about the product lines and about the sales staff and about the service department. All at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. So, Matt, what's going on out there in traffic land today? Yeah, Route 11 southbound between Northumberland and Danville. So, when Point Township is closed as a tractor trailer rolled over the embankment onto the railroad mm. tracks there. 
heavy entrapment, the driver's semi-conscious, but the fire police are directing mm. the scene there. Heavy uh, emergency responder on the scene. So Route 11 southbound closed. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole road is shut down for a little bit while they clean up. So that's in between Nori and Danville and Point Township. So find an alternate route. Yes. We don't want you caught and stuck in this. So if you can find an alternate route, please do so. All right. Back to Dave's email. Dave from Jameson on athlete compensation. Here are some questions that never seem to get asked. I'll repeat the first couple of just for continuity's sake here. What is the net profit loss for an athletic program? Now, I can tell you Penn State in a normal year, in a normal year, it's right in the 4 to $5 million range, but it's a rainy day fund. You feel good. You came out on the plus side of it. You didn't lose money. I think what one of the great misconceptions about intercollegiate athletics nationally is you see these mega TV deals, bowl deals, filled stadiums, filled arenas, and the perception is you are raking it in left and right. And it couldn't be further from the truth. You know, good years when you can get a little four to five million dollar cushion. You aren't raking money in and then taking it and like putting it into a Swiss bank account because you're hoarding it. No. A good year is you're able now there are a lot of athletic departments that don't make money. Penn State's one that's been fortunate. Now, this past year, everybody lost and lost big. Penn State was able to somehow keep their losses down to a minimum, like in the $20 million range. But in a normal year, as I pointed out, it's usually 4 to $5 million, and it's just sitting there as a cushion, as a rainy day fund in case you need it. Okay, what are the main sources of revenue and costs? We went through that. Obviously, your TV contract is going to be college football playoff is going to be attendance in Beaver Stadium is critical the parking is critical okay? attendance for basketball the TV contract for basketball the radio contract for both football and basketball the NCAA tournament money critical and a lot of athletic departments lost last year because the insurance policy only covered about a third of it. So you ended up getting about 30 to 33% of what you normally get. This year, everybody will get 100%. They need it. NCAA tournament money. Big Ten tournament money. Big Ten football championship game money. These are all contracts that are put together as primary sources of revenue between tickets, parking, and media. And then, of course, the bowl games and the NCAA tournament itself. Now, remember in the bowl games, in the Big Ten, it's all pooled. So it doesn't matter that Ohio State goes to the Fiesta Bowl and Penn State goes to the Cotton Bowl and Indiana goes to the Gator Bowl. That doesn't matter. Everybody ends up with the same amount because they split it evenly. 
even though uh, the New Year's Six Bowl games or a college football playoff game are financially worth more money, it's still pooled and separated. Uh, if you are Rutgers, for example, you have received the same financial cut from bowl games as Ohio State and Penn State have the last five years. Um, okay, now, here, now, now here's the next question Dave asks. How does Title IX play into compensation and athletic department's choice to support certain sports? He put in parentheses, I think Joe once said something like, we need field hockey sticks too, you know, when he was the Penn State athletic director for a couple of years from 80 to 82. <sighs> Title IX is, is that's, that would be tricky on compensation. I mean, I'll say this side to pay people. Do you separate football in the numbers from everybody else because there is no uh, female counterpart to it? So let's take basketball. I mean, you would think that under Title IX that let's just pick round numbers to make it easy. Yeah, the point guard gets 5,000, the power forward gets 5,000, the center gets 5,000. Well, guess what? The point guard, the power forward, and the center for women's basketball all get 5,000 too. The idea is to keep it as even as possible, and if money came into play, it would have to be that way. In other words, uh, every full scholarship Penn State athlete gets the same cost of attendance number. They all do. Is the university's funding commingled with the athletic department? At most universities, Dave, yes. At Penn State, no. Penn State Intercollegiate Athletics is autonomous. So when Penn State turns a profit of four to five million, the revenue brought in was all by Penn State Intercollegiate Athletics. The costs were all incurred by Penn State Intercollegiate Athletics. And in the end, they were able to come out on the plus side. It is autonomous. They do not take money from the university. Now, do, what do they have to do with the university? Well, they do have to then budgetarily pay for tuition. They have to budgetarily pay for rooms. Budgetarily, they have to pay for books. In the case of the Jordan Center, for example, uh, athletics is a renter at the Jordan Center. So the office space needs to be rented. That's a budget transfer to Again, I apologize for not knowing the name of the department off the top of my head. It used to be Housing and Food Services is what it was. What it's called now, they changed names just because some focus group said they should. Um, but that's essentially who runs it. When they play basketball, they have to rent, for the women and men, they have to rent the court to play a game. They have to rent the practice courts to practice. It's, and these are all budget transfers. So that's where the, so that's not commingling that is expenses but penn state at penn state some are commingled but at penn state intercollegiate athletics is autonomous so what they bring in and what they spend comes from athletics and does not involve the university if college athletes were paid by the university how much would it be <laughs> Taxable? Uh, oh, yeah. That would be a wide, eye-open experience for college athletes. They would have to get a W-2 form and or a 1099. Yes. Currently, their scholarship is not taxable. 
their room is not taxable. Their books are not taxable. The stipend is not taxable. And if anybody, and there's about 40 to 45% of student-athletes that do qualify, their Pell Grants are not taxable. So again, the tuition, the room, the board, the stipend, any Pell Grants, not taxable currently. Under the system Dave's talking about, they all would be taxable. And then here's a question. You know how many times Jack Ham and I have talked, and Jack brings this up all the time. In fact, we were just talking about this, I think, I know we talked yesterday, but we talked about this a week ago. We were on the phone. And Jack brings this up all the time, but he's absolutely right. Does the third-string left guard get the same amount as the first-string quarterback? And by the way, if that happens, what kind of animosity does that create? That the quarterback's getting X amount? I'm talking about on a college level. Pro level, you have your own agents. Everybody negotiates their own deals or whatever. It's, it's a different world. Well, what does that cause in a locker room? Well, we have to make it even for everybody. Dave then writes, there's so much more nuance to this topic that the press is not covering, which I hope I hope you feel that over the years we've covered this. I included a link to a podcast by Major Garrett of CBS where he scratches the surface of this, quoting studies that try to estimate the total cost for an athlete's scholarship but he, too, mainly focuses on the recurring chant of pay the players and the production slants toward gender and racial inequities that, he says, are not issues here. Here's a list, plus a couple I added, of all the benefits for major football basketball. No, it's, you know, he, he knows I gave a list the other day. He said he added in a couple. So here's the list of what a student-athlete gets. And, and again, I am completely for name, image, and likeness. Whatever you can do to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness, go for it. I don't care whether it's YouTube, Instagram, I, you know, being a, uh, a spokesperson for a, a company, whatever. But here's the list that student-athletes currently get on a full scholarship. Obviously, they're not. You talk about 800 student athletes at Penn State. Not all of them run full scholarship. Many are, but not all. Football, men's and women's basketball, they're all on full scholarships. This is what you get tuition. For all of you out there who are still paying back student loans, you know what I'm talking about. Room, books, training table, and meals. Equipment and apparel, a stipend, transportation, strength and conditioning training, a training staff, physical therapy staff, rehabilitation services, medical staff, nutritionist, sports performance analytics services, professional coaching, teaching, instruction services, field access, weight room access, indoor practice facility access. Take some time to add all that up. And I can't put a price on any of this stuff. But to me, and I've, I said this last week, how much does it cost? So strength and conditioning. How much does it cost to, to hey, by the way, I'm going to rent Dwight Galt 
Chuck, Alvin, James, Barry. I'm going to rent those guys. Basketball. Okay? Greg Miskinnis, going to rent him. How much does that cost? For a full year. How much does that cost? How much does it cost to have a world-class surgeon sitting right there in case you need him, Wayne Sebastianelli? They have a first-class trainers like Andy Muttenham and his staff on football or Jonathan Salazar on basketball. How much does it cost to have them? Like, geez, I'm feeling a little tightness in my in my knee. Well, how much would it cost to go and instead of walking up to Saz and saying, hey, Saz, I feel some tightness in my knee. What, you know, help me out here. Andy, I feel tightness in my knee. Help me out here. How much does that cost? I know I have to, you know, athletes have to take care of themselves, but you have a sports nutritionist in Kayla Martin who is there laying out meal plans for everybody so they're at peak performance. Somebody like Josh Nelson in sports performance, the guys in analytics, men and women in analytics, we're not even down to, hey, look, I got Micah Shrewsbury out there as my basketball teacher. Aki Collins, Adam Fisher, Taylor Battle right now. Taylor is still going to be there. Oh, and by the way, I've got Mike Yursich as my personal quarterback coach. Really? I have James Franklin. How much does it cost to rent them for a year? I can go out to the field anytime I want and practice with my wide receivers, running backs, whatever. I can use the basketball court almost any time I want. Now, sometimes there are events that take place. Remember those old days we had events? About 15 months ago? But you have access most of the time to all these things. How much does all this cost? Now here's the part that Dave didn't get to. Uh, On here. How much is your brand, which is name, image, and likeness brand, how much is your brand enhanced by having the name Penn State across the front of your jersey, singlet, or having a white stripe on a, a blue stripe on a white helmet? How much is your brand personally enhanced by having that? Zion Williamson, I pointed out many times, this is an easy example would have made a lot of money in the NBA. He's making way more money now because of the one year he spent at Duke on TV. Brand name across the front of his chest, Duke. Which draws more eyeballs, more attention, more everything. Playing for that brand name, hey, I'm the Ohio State quarterback. I'm the Alabama defensive back. I'm, you know, the running back at Clemson. How much does that brand name mean? I'm the wrestler at Penn State. 
By the way, Dave does ask, when is the John Urschel interview? We'll have to set that up, Dave. And as for the, uh, in the last part in here, which was three-quarters of the email about the restraining order with the suit, we do have counsel. We're working on it. (laughs) All I'll say to Dave is, imagine how Doug feels. Every every Saturday, it's 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 like being in a professional hostage situation. All right, you sir are my hero. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. We'll update all the scores next half hour. Big day for the Pirates. They scored. Again, I'm all for the 10-1 rule. <laughs> uh, again, I um, I find the positives. They now, won on opening they, day. Did they score enough? I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> uh, no. You're giving away the ending. <laughs> but I, we, you don't know how badly, though. Oh, I think people are starting to assume. 